asshole. Coming up this week on Kings of the Rings podcast, maybe it's because it's the Ides of March, but some weird stuff's going on in professional wrestling. People are are leaving or mysteriously falling ill. WWE took forever to announce somebody for the Hall of Fame. And AEW rebranded a title again, but that is to be expected. So please, please, for the love of God, stop trying to fill out your March Madness bracket. You probably already lost and it's already the play-in games. It's Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 332, The Ides, exclusively on WrestleAddict Radio. And it starts right now. How'd Hofstra do? Do we win? You guys didn't even make the tournament. I mean, to also be fair, Towson didn't make the tournament either, but again, that is also to be expected. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kings of the Rings Podcast, episode number 332, Be Ides, because it is March 15th, beware of the Ides of March. I'm your host, whatever, whatever, be cultured. I'm, I like Shakespeare. I'm your host, King Ricky Rosé, uh, along with, of course, Willie T, who still, to, uh, to my knowledge, still enjoys one thing and one thing only, and that is BJ's. Who doesn't love BJ's, dude? <laughs> I mean, it's wholesale, wet, and you can have a happy ending. You, leave, you, leave, you come in hungry, you leave happy. And you get 10-pound wings, though. I do. I do got 10 pounds of wings. I don't even know how much they were, but uh, it was cheap. So, yeah, and like six bottles of water. No, six, six, six gallons of water, I should say. So we have water for like two weeks. Two of them, count them. Just get a fucking filter. Yeah, but you know what? I, I, actually, I did filter for two years. I preferred bottle. Really? I much prefer bottle. Huh. Yeah. I, I honestly, like, I don't mind filter. Like, I actually do enjoy filter. The tap water on Hoboken isn't bad um, yeah. when the pipes don't burst. Um, but at least this, we're doing bottle, and it's just, it's just like, oh, I love this water so much more. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> against filter. Nothing against a nice bird. I did it for two years. Yeah, yeah. I have a, I have a filter. It's freaking great. I also have a gallon jug, but I just carry around with me all the time, so I'm not really, like, going to use the faucet to fill up the pitcher only, like, once a day. And that's just to fill up my gallon jug. But anyway, folks, welcome to our show this week. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of interesting shit going on in the world of pro wrestling. We're going to try to tackle it all. Um, let's start off, uh, well, first off, before we get into any of that, if you like what you're seeing and listening to uh, right now, please like, share, subscribe, leave us some five-star reviews, it really helps us out. We have a lot of merch and uh, some cool shit available for you, the links to all of that are in the description below, and if you happen to be listening and or watching on Spotify, because you also upload our video to Spotify as well, we do have some interesting polls and questions for you to answer uh, for the show, which we will try to dive into during the show, uh, but if not, again, the polls and the questions are below in Spotify as well. So moving forward. First... And Discord, baby. Join a Discord and watch some presidents play Mario Party. That's true. And, <laughs> and Discord as well. Yes. Uh, so first and foremost, let's do a quick update on Roxanne Perez. The update is there really is no update. She was she stayed in the hospital overnight. Um, they ran a lot of vital tests on her. All of them came back negative, meaning that they couldn't find anything wrong. Uh, but they cannot determine the reason for the why she collapsed. Uh, at all, this is from Shawn Michaels uh, making a statement about it, and to having a doctor uh, on the show as well, uh, who apparently treated Roxanne Perez, and so it's we don't know if she's going to make stand and deliver at all. Uh, they're 
putting some things in place, like doing a bunch of qualifying matches to see if they have to determine a new women's champion. Uh, if this is a work, they're playing it really well, <laughs> and they're they're keeping it really close knit. I don't think it's a work, to be honest. Yeah. Um, because this is this is weird, right? Like, what's what if it, say it's a work? All right, let's let's say it's a work. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. What is the resolution to this story? I honestly don't know. She she shows up at Stand and Delivered unannounced. Great. What a great push. Mm-hmm. Right? This is supposed to be this is WrestleMania weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. They, she should be on TV being pushed, right? Yeah. She should be looking pretty good as a champion unless she's going up against a monster heel. Yeah, right? which but Miko like, Sotomayor is not. Miko Sotomayor just hits people really hard. Right. How is this, like, how would she benefit from this being a work? I, I, it's hard. I don't know. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. Right, which, made, which makes me, which makes me think it's, which makes me think it's, think it's real. Yeah, the Bob only, the, yeah, the only thing that people are comparing it to is that this happened to Shawn Michaels back in '95. They pulled this, they pulled this same stint, stunt. Yeah, I mean, Zarian think Zarian thought it was a work. Matt Man thought it was like easily a work. I kind of dismissed it as a work off the bat. Yeah. So, and maybe, I mean, hey, that's fair. You know, Shawn Michaels has been pretty much running back his own hit, his own hits. Yeah. Why is goddamn? I need Chomper to come back. He's like, I lost my smile up on Raw. <laughs> I lost it. It was gone. I was working with the fucking Miz. You know, how awful that is. Like, yeah. That's that's what we need next. Um, I don't know. Is he gonna make a Sunny Days comment to like Ricochet? Ricochet's like fiance or whatever. <laughs> Sam Irvin. <laughs> Sam Irvin's amazing. Yeah. They're uh, engaged, right? Yes, they are. They're engaged. He engaged in her. He engaged. Uh, he proposed. Oh, her. he engaged in her. No, right. no, yeah, no. He is engaging her. Right. My God, what an upgrade from Casey Catanzaro. Um, yeah, yeah, for real though. And she's really cute. Casey is. Yeah, I'm she a fan is. Of Casey. She's, she's so adorable. Oh, I just want to hug her. Amazing, great, great person to to hang out with uh, back in our thousand days. Um, but, but talk about an upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. She's a scud. Damn. Yeah, he pro- God. He, he, Damn. He proposed to her. Like so smooth. Yeah. No, he proposed to her. I think in front of the Bellagio Fountain in Vegas. Fucking lame. <laughs> <laughs> really, Ricochet, you're rich and that's what you do? Well, he resides in Vegas now, too. Have you ever listened to, like, his, uh, when he gets called to the ring? He's like, mm-hmm. from Las Vegas? I thought you were from Paducah, Kentucky, like, a couple of years ago. Like, what happened? <laughs> uh, Hollywood, California, if you're Dolph Ziggler. Wasn't it? Uh, Hollywood, no, Hollywood, Hollywood, Florida. He's Hollywood, Hollywood Florida. Florida. He's Hollywood, Florida. Yeah, the closest Florida. he gets to Hollywood is Hollywood, Florida. <laughs> Fucking Oscar yeah. bait loser. <laughs> He'll show up when somebody else needs a when a, when a new superstar needs a push. Yeah, I speaking of, I do hope this is a work. I, um, I hope it's a work too. Like I do not, I do not, I want to be wrong on this one. I don't think it's a work, but I really, really hope it is because this kid's a baby. She's younger than me. She's what twenty four? No, twenty one, dude. She's twenty one years old. Yeah. Like if it, and we don't even know what it could be. They made a collapse. Like they don't know if it was like a head, um, heart. Anything like that? Just yeah, that's they said they ran all they ran all the major tests to test like heart, veins, all that stuff, and nothing. They they couldn't find anything. Yeah, they would find it in the blood. They find everything in your blood. Yeah, because they find all my things in my blood. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you have a Honda in your blood. Yeah, how'd that get in there? <laughs> yeah, so it's like I said. I I hope the hell this is a work, um, because like I said, they they played it on NXT really close to the chest, so. Even uh, even the announcers, I forgot his name, because Vic Joseph was like, Booker T, have you been in contact with Roxanne's parents? Was everybody like, it's already well-known, Booker T trained Roxanne. It's like she came yep. out of Booker T stuff. From his so, school. Yep. From his school. So it's, whew. 
and like there's she hasn't posted anything you know there's not much really going on so again if this is a work they got us they got me they got me too yeah they, yeah if this is a work they, they got me hook line and sinker yeah they got me so we'll have updates on whenever there are anything to update on but she got dismissed from the hospital she's at home resting and we'll see what happens again only as of this recording 17 days till wrestlemania night one wow yeah yeah it's heating up. Uh, for also, we, I guess we bitched enough, and it finally happened. Rey Mysterio's in the Hall of Fame. Thank God. Finally. <laughs> Thank God. Took him long enough. <laughs> yeah. I Ray, mean, he's still wrestling, though. He is still wrestling. I mean, it's happened before. Sting got in. Uh, who else was in the Hall, and they wrestled? Ric Flair got in the night before. That's it. That's pretty much it. Well, Batista, I no, guess. Actually, no, actually, Sting Batista. retired at during retired during his Hall of Fame speech. Fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Loser. Yeah. Loser. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. You know, I totally forgot Trish was retired. Trish is like on and off. Like, I forgot Charlotte technically retired her. I was like, oh, yeah. She's like, when she was on Raw the other day, she's like, I could be unretired. real quick. She says yeah. that all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm perfectly fine with it. She, Trish still looks like she can go. She still looks like a million bucks. Her TikTok is fucking hilarious. I heard Virgil's also in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> that could be that could just be a rip. <laughs> I think that is a rip. It's a rip. But I, I can think of somebody who's more unanimously loved than Rey Mysterio throughout his entire career. Like, oh, Vince McMahon. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but no, Ray Ray is Ray's the great choice. It's in California. He's billed from San Diego. He's... Is there a Dom angle? Oh, yeah. Dom already came out and bashed him twice. We'll I talk know, but about then, like, that. I mean, during the speech. Oh, does Dom... Everybody wants Dom to pull, like, a Kanye on Taylor Swift? Dude, I mean, it would be a great work. And obviously, Ray would, <laughs> Ray would okay it. I don't think Ray would have a problem with it. Yeah. But that would be so fucking wild, dude. Like, you're, Ray's going to headline the Hall of Fame, giving his speech... And then somewhere in, in along the line, Dominus attacks him. Which would be weird because we've had real attacks at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, God, he wasn't <laughs> even the one speaking either. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I I don't know if they want to go that go that go that angle. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because I mean, Ray loves the business, but. I would want Ray to have a moment to really reflect and talk about his career, which yeah, I think like, is I something that he I deserves. Don't, I don't, I don't watch the Hall of Fame anymore because it's so goddamn long. Um, but I agree. Yeah. I, I would not want that moment taken away from anybody. Yeah, especially somebody like, like even, Ray. Ray's been through even, a lot of shit. Even if it's your kid, Ray, Ray killed a guy in the ring. Not really, but the guy died while Ray was in the ring with him. Yeah. He's... So, yeah, I would I would totally want to give him his time to speak. I mean, if it was at the way end, like when the confetti comes down, I think that would be really cool. Would, like, Dom attacks him after. I think, I think that's I think that's why when you kill two birds with one stone. I mean, if you want the heat, heat. Like, right when he opens his mouth, he goes, hello, boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a word. Yeah, I, I mean, but also, like, I would want Ray to get this for just because look at look at all look at all stuff he went through when Eddie died. You want you want to rumble in the title. What do you mean? I mean, Great. but yeah, but like he still held <laughs> he held all that weight. 
you know, all of that emotional weight that he had to carry with him. And he still carries it with him for, a little, for you know, it's a little bit easier. Um, but I, I think he would want that moment. I really hope they let, I really hope AEW lets Vicky Guerrero show up because I feel like she would be a great person to, if not induct Ray, which I think would be really cool, um, but at least have her in the crowd. I hope I hope Vicky's there. I hope Chavo's there. I, I do know too, last yeah. week. I, I like the last week I buried Chavo pretty good. But I'm actually a fan of Chavo. Yeah. I met Chavo. He's a great guy. He's a great guy, yeah. I probably have, I think I have his PayPal. <laughs> I, I think it would be really interesting if Chavo inducted inducted Ray too. I think that'd be Chavo cool... Chavo would make sense. Yeah. Right? Eddie's 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 nephew. Yeah. Even Chavo even Chavo or Vicky. Like yeah. I said, if Vicky is a if Tony Khan doesn't be an asshole and allows Vicky to show up for the you know, for the fucking uh for the Hall of Fame. Because I think that'd be cool. That would be cool. That'd be very that'd cool. Be cool. I mean, there is there is somewhat of a work relationship. Paige, well, she probably did it before she showed up at AEW. But Paige is getting a uh, getting an A and E biography this week. Oh, that was definitely filmed and recorded before. Before she, yeah, yeah, a thousand percent. That was recorded <laughs> and edited like a year ago. Yeah, it's uh, what is it? I think this week is Jerry the King Lawler and Paige. They're like, they're like, hey man, the money, the marketing money was what he paid for. Might as well just fucking air it. Wow, Taekwon says, "Hear me out." Psychosis and Ducks Ray. Number one, Psychosis was amazing in WCW back in the day. I love Psychosis. Psychosis and Laparka were my shit. Lepar- I mean, if, D- if Dean Malenko was like on his deathbed, I'd say Dean Malenko. <laughs> no one wants to hear Dean speak. <laughs> I would. I love Dean Malenko. He's, he's, he's a great terrible. mind, but he's a terrible speaker. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you're right. Terrible on the mic. He's a terrible speaker. I'd rather have... Um, uh, fuck, I forgot his name. I'll figure it out. Yeah, Billy Kidman. Kidman could be, also be an option as well. Apparently, Prince, Prince Iakea? <laughs> no, Billy Kidman. Seven-year itch, Billy Kidman. You remember he changed the Shooting Star Press, named the Shooting Star Press like five different times in like five different years? Mm. It was in WCW. He changed it all the time. But apparently, from what I've heard, Kidman is hysterical when he's calling a match. I bet. When he's in like the ear of like the rappers, apparently he's fucking isn't hysterical. He, isn't he married to Stacey Keebler? Is that Kidman? That's not Kidman, no. I don't think that's Kidman. If he is... Upgrade for Kidman. Good for him. Yeah, who's like who like married one of those like oh four divas who was like the hardest like a Cece Keebler or someone, and they she just married like a ditz. No, like, Keebler like, like, was how, dating how? Keebler was dating Clooney for a minute. God damn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, have you seen Cece oh, Keebler? Tory. Yeah, he's a Tory. Oh, Tory, Tory, Tory da- Wilson. Tory's married to Kidman. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, we'll tie it on that one, right? <laughs> you're, you're, you're like, how'd that happen? <laughs> Very nice. Good Top show. eight inches. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, what about Batista? Batista's uh, single. No, I mean, uh, so I know Batista wasn't like, going to fuck Dana Brooke for a hot second. I meant to induct Rey Mysterio. I can see about that. That's fine. That's fine. I can see about it. They were tag champs. Yeah. Also, we, we're two for two in our predictions for last week at the Hallway because just announced today on WWE's The Bump uh, by Ric Flair himself, woo, the great Muta is a now is now the second member of the 2023 <gasps> class of the WWE Hall of Fame. Again, another well-deserved uh, person. He is a... Wow, congratulations! He is an absolute legend of wrestling. He never stepped foot in WWE, but he's one of those people who he was so big that he didn't have to, and everybody respects him. Yeah, it's a legend. He's a legend. Yeah. He's an absolute legend. You know, he's been everywhere except WWE. 
Yeah, he was actually part of NWO Japan. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. NWO Japan. <laughs> he even I remember the first time I saw Muda, it was like 2011 in TNA. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and he looked old back then. Yeah. And if you actually look really closely at our WrestleAddict Radio logo, it is designed based off of a mask that the great Muta used to wear. Is it really? Look at it. Oh. Yeah. You, you never knew that? I thought it was just rip off of Lucha Underground. No, it's a rip off of Great Muta. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> yeah. Is that supposed to be a Fu Manchu? Mm-hmm. No, no. It, it just it's just the lines from his mask. You ever look at if you look at some of the masks that he wore in like his later days, it's that's what it's the mask is based off of. Cool. Yeah. So congratulations to Great Muta. He should have an interesting speech. Rey Mysterio is gonna have the headlining speech. I don't know who else is gonna be named, but it's gonna be like a sprint now for people to get into the Hall of Fame. Gonna be an absolute sprint. Maybe that was by design. You know, which is cool, but I, I do enjoy it. Uh, but it seems to be things. So, congratulations to Ray Mysterio. Congratulations to the great Muta. Moving on uh, to some other weird news. Where the fuck is Bray Wyatt? There's been, and I know you probably haven't heard any of this, Will. I have actually. Oh, you have? Rumors. Okay. I heard rumors. So, I, heard, I heard the Melters and the Satins. <laughs> yeah, so there's rumors. The, the official statement that we're getting from Fightful and Sean Ross is that he is dealing with an undisclosed injury. And he may or may not be expected to show up for his match against Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. That match is yet to be actually confirmed at Mania. The other prevailing rumor is he's gotten some um, disagreements with creative and has walked out and walked out. Uh, well, that and that show up, you know, and uh, other things. Other people are saying maybe it's he's not does a physical injury. Maybe it's something. He's dealing with mentally, we don't know, but all we know is that Bray Wyatt hasn't been on TV, uh, and it, the, the details around him not being on TV or pushing this angle with Lashley are could go all over the place. What we do know is that he was not buried on TV by the announced team, which is a great, which is a great thing to see. Um, it's a good start. Yeah, it's a good start. <laughs> it's a good start to have. Uh, which also makes me think he didn't walk out. <laughs> potentially, but who who knows? Um and I, I don't know what you do from here. Like, even if he does come back, like I said, we have we are 17 days from WrestleMania night one. Do you even try to put on this match with Lashley? Granted, Lashley deserves a WrestleMania match. Uh, yeah, dude, yeah. get your fucking ass in the ring. Like, what, what? what's the problem now? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, if it is an actual injury, it's just a lagging injury, get your ass in there. If you can go, go. Yeah. Like, if you're having a mental issue, it's like, well, what now? What What could you possibly need now? Right? Like, Vince is gone, man. He was your biggest problem. You got creative freedom is all we know. It's like, dude, if this is still an issue, it's like, just, just don't come back next time. Go get your help, and then just don't come back. Maybe. I, who knows what it is? He also has, like, what I think he has, like, six or seven kids. Yeah, man, with I JoJo. Want, I mean, I don't want to judge because we don't know if it's mental issue or what it is. We don't know what it is. Yeah, but it's just like again, again. It's like, bro, you know, you paid millions of dollars to be on TV, right? So like, Fred's you got your saying, Fred's just saying he has an apparent illness too, and it's kicking his ass. What? But what is the illness that is kicking his ass? Like, what? What is it? Like, is hey, it he something? Got COVID, he got COVID. Fine. If he has COVID, but... sure, cool, whatever. You know what we need? We need clarity. Yeah, we need clarity. Yeah, and I think WWE does a poor job at this uh, as compared to AEW. AEW is a little bit more transparent with w- oh. with the with their injuries and stuff like that, but I think it would 
benefit WWE to um, to be more transparent when when some of their performers are out with an injury and stuff, and not always stick to kayfabe. Because listen, we are. How is he injured though? It's like how can you be injured if you're not wrestling? Who knows? Maybe he's on. Maybe he's working on houses. But here's here's the thing. The the reason I say that is that listen, in this day and age of of wrestling and sports entertainment, everybody knows that this is all for show. You know, you can take the veil down a little bit. You can, you know, you can drop the curtain a little bit and say, "Hey, this person's injured. Here's the injury report. Like they're not showing. They're not going to show up." This is run. Like we all know, we all know what's going on. So you don't have to always be like, "Ooh, where are they? Where have they gone? They're not on TV." Like you can say, "Like, hey, this person's not here." You know, that that's yeah. kind of my thoughts on it. Just say it. Like you don't have to say like he's he. You don't have to like if it's something like Riddle, who's clearly doing like drug rehab because he's violating the policy. I would be a little bit wary about what you disclose. I, I'd be yeah. I'd, I'd PR that up. Yeah, you PR that up. But if he's if you, you can't just be like, injury. hey, we're just not gonna tell you. I mean, I guess you can, right? Who the fuck? I are mean, we? you can. You, right, you don't have to. Yeah. On a podcast. Yeah, but uh, yeah. It's weird, though, because if I'm Bobby Lashley, I'm like, dude, I was in a fucking program with Brock Lesnar, and now what? Like, are you fucking kidding me? I'd be backstage at Kraken Skulls. Yeah, because, in, in, and also, and I think it's me and Will's both opinion, they stopped but Lashley and Brock way too early. That well, should have gone to Mania. It should have gone to Mania. Like, we're going to talk about the Hell in a Cell in a little bit, but I would prefer them in a Hell in a Cell, to be honest, even though Edge and Balor is the way better match. Oh, yeah. Um, we are going to talk about that. But I do think Brock and Bobby should have been at Lesnar, but they're saving it for a main event by a King and Queen of the Ring, which is whatever. That's fine. fine. Ooh, Fretzelman cool, has, has a good alternative, Bobby versus LA Knight. I'd actually like to see that. I'd like to see, I honestly, I want that more than Bray. I am so fucking over Bray Wyatt. Like, I don't care who the fuck Uncle Howdy is. It's Bo Dallas. I, just, I, don't, I don't care about your silly promo packages and the muscle man dance and the... Just saying weird things for the sake of weighing, saying weird things that don't actually mean anything or tell a story. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, just what? What is it now? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is it now? I, I, I honestly don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on this Bray thing, but who knows what's going to happen? I feel really bad. For, I feel really bad for Bobby. You know what sucks too, because Bray got a, um, Bray got. An amazing moment at Raw 30 with The, the Undertaker. Yeah. I guess, sure. I mean, everybody wants to do a segment with Taker, and Bray got that segment with Taker. And what are you doing with that? Yeah, he got American Badass. He, he's just like, hey, hey, hey. Well, The Undertaker's it. never, we're never getting mythical. I know, Undertaker he said he's never getting it again. So, yeah, yeah. like, the American Badass passed the torch to Bray Wyatt. What if Bray Wyatt just came out in like a tricycle? <laughs> <laughs> like they set up the Firefly Funhouse and he comes out in a strike. I yeah. mean, that would be great. Undertaker would be pissed, but that'd be great. He's a guy. He is a torch guy. He's just a little, <laughs> it's like a little birthday candle. <laughs> Listen, that that's a great Bray. I love when Bray's just like ironically funny. Bray Wyatt. I like when Bray Wyatt's actually doing something that makes sense. Yeah, the thing what we we what we've gotten since Bray returned is that we didn't get a payoff. We don't have a payoff. That's the issue. And Bliss and Bliss isn't going to be back for a while, too. Yeah, what's up with her? I think she's just taking time off. I think she's just taking time off. The- she's just like, hey, man, I don't want to do this fucking story again and ruin my career again. I'm just going to mm-hmm. take some time off until Bray Wyatt just implodes. I think it's, I think it's a matter of they were going to I, – I, like, I don't know. I have no 
credible source or information on this. It's just me kind of just thinking off the top of my head. I think she was going to be tied into the Bray story, which would have made sense if they were building some sort of demonic family, which would have been cool. Um, could have been cool, sure. Yeah, could have been cool. Um, but the fact that there is a Stalin creative and now you're kind of just walking in limbo, I could see Bliss being like, okay, I see where this is going. The women's division doesn't really need me right now. You don't have a women's mid-card title for me to even fight for or even to pass my time. Let me take some time off, and when you guys figure it out, call me. She's like, I'm newly married. I could I could use some eight inches of my own. Exactly. You know, it the, just... Let's call it a day. And I don't, I don't, I, and if, and if that is the route she took, I don't blame her. I would do that. I would take that same route. Like, I'm yeah. out. Dude, get me the fuck out. I don't care if I miss WrestleMania payday. My husband's rich. <laughs> He's a weirdo, too. He's <laughs> 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 a little weirdo. But whatever, it works for them. Uh, his little, little pop star singing guy. He's a, he's a small little man. Lives too. matter taker. <laughs> So yeah, we're we're gonna keep our eye on this Bray Wyatt thing. Yeah, do you think? Do you think? Do you think? How many people do you think would hurt if, if uh, people found out that Undertaker most likely voted for Trump twice? I thought it was blatantly obvious that he was that he leaned that way. It is, but like it's not like known. You know what I mean? Like, what if he just came out and said it? Have you <laughs> like, <seen? laughs> like, how much do you think it would hurt the internet? He's like, yeah, I voted for him twice. Like, casually, like, he's not coming out as blue. He's not coming out as MAGA. He's not like at a rally or anything. He's, he's casually sitting like at a hot ones interview. Yeah, I voted for him twice. And then like takes a bite of a massively spicy like wing. Yeah. <laughs> like, how hurt would the internet be? Uh, there'd be a good section of the internet that'd be hurt. But for us, I'd, I'd be like, "What did you? But like, what did you expect? Have you? Have yeah, right. He's a, he's a he's a gunslinger from Texas. Like, <laughs> have you seen now. the property in his documentary? Like, that screams he's got a vote yeah. for Trump. Yeah, he probably loves Ted Cruz too. <laughs> 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 Dude, oh Ted God. Cruz. Oh goodness! All right, let's move on uh, to something not so mysterious uh daniel bryan or brian danielson whichever you want to call him because they're pretty much the same person uh cut a little bit of a promo last week on aew uh after his match to mjf which he lost in overtime in an iron man match which people are lauding as one of the best matches in aew history be it as it was okay in my opinion <laughs> yeah so people name daniel bryan was on the floor clearly in shambles after his um after his match with with mjf uh, hair down and everything, saying that he was so ashamed, but he tapped out the NJF, and that maybe it's time for him to quote unquote go home. So, and then he walked off camera. And oh, he means he's going back to WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> so my my question to you is: Well, is Daniel Bryan officially done? Done? And was this is this the beginning of Daniel Bryan's swan song? That's a great question. Um. I think he has one more WWE run in him, but I don't know what he's under contract for, hmm. but I don't see him backing out of a contract. I see him being a man of his word because that's just his track record. Yeah. So even if it is his swan song, it, it, it depends how much time is left on his contract. And like, unless he finishes out his contract as like a backstage role and is left on camera. I don't see him leaving AEW until his contract is up. And if that's the end of his career, I would be pretty shocked. I think he has one more small run in WWE. I would agree. I think he has one more small run in... Uh, Jericho, in, too, by the way. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at... AEW is going on, what, year four? Year, year four at this point now, right? Yeah, it'll be uh, yeah. 2019, yeah. yeah. Those, contra- those contracts are coming to a close. A lot of those original contracts are... 
are winding down now. So there's a lot of negotiations that are going going um Yeah, but Tony Khan's it's like I need more cocaine for this. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of those contracts that are going to be uh gonna be up for renewal or not up for renewal. Um and I and I, I agree with you with he probably has another run. Him and Jericho. Um I think Jericho should at least do one more run before he goes into the WWE Hall of Fame. The same with Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. You know, I think they they both deserve a little bit of a of a swan song. Um, like yeah. Edge is getting Edge is not Edge will not be around next year. You don't think I, so? You think Edge is almost done? I think Edge is almost done too. Yeah, I think Edge is almost done. Edge is already in the Hall of Fame because we never thought he was going to come back. Yeah, <laughs> you know that was it's just a Edge just got lucky. Uh, but I think Brian Danson, I think probably has a little one more go before him and and Chris Jericho too before we go into the Hall of Fame. Well, I think it all comes down to Edge's list, right? The list of people he wants to work with. Yeah. You know, he worked He worked with AJ, right? Yes, he did. Cause he that, did a program with- that, Yeah, that was WrestleMania last year. And then that uh, yeah. which was a shitty ending because that led to the form of Judgment Day, which he got kicked out of in like a month. Yeah, that oh, that is what happens. Because he, he had creative differences and he was like, fuck yeah. it, I'm out. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, who else? It depends who else is on his list. Um of people he'd want to work with in the company. And on that list, is he holding out for Christian to come back and do Edge and Christian one more time? Edge and Christian would be dope. I think if they used to the Edge and Christian show on Raw, like every few weeks. Yeah. And like, and it's had a, had a feud with like the Usos or something. I think that'd be really cool. Have you ever seen, did you ever watch when the network first came out, uh, Edge and Christian show that totally reeks of awesomeness? Yeah. That's what I was, that's what I was talking about. The Edge and Christian show. Oh yeah. That show was, was so funny. It was really remember they, remember they had Tommy Dreamer in yeah. like in, in the like interrogation with a light bulb <laughs> on a string. <laughs> like Edge and Christian are so good at sketch comedy. It's really it's really amazing. They have great chemistry. I mean, they're best friends, so yeah. they have really good chemistry together. Really good timing. I wouldn't mind seeing one more Edge and Christian run. Um, yeah. Yeah, I could have have them win the titles one more time, but I don't know what what's up with Christian's contract. Um, he's he, well, he's done with Jungle Boy. Finally, yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's again up to Edge, up to Daniel Bryan. If they want to wrestle, someone will have them wrestle. Is this the end? You know, we never know until they tell us. But I again, I don't see Daniel Bryan leaving before his contract ends. Yeah, I don't know. Bryan's a man of his word. He will always, you know, f- finish out his contract. Gotta respect the man. Yeah. That's for damn sure. He's, he's one of those, you know, yeah. Brian will always finish out his contract. And he'll leave on good terms, which is good. Which is good. But it, I think he might be on the way out because also, guess what happened? The Bella twins, Brie Bella, who was married <laughs> to Daniel Bryan. I did hear about this. I was the, like, wait. I was just like, wait. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> the Bella twins apparently are officially leaving WWE because apparently, well, they are probably under a Legends contract. Yeah. So they are officially leaving WWE. They are no longer going to go by the Bella Twins. They are now going to be known as the Garcia Twins. Garcia is one of their last names. It's like Garcia Colas or something like that. It's like a hyphenated last name. Where they're maiden names because they are both married now. Uh, but they are going to go by the Garcia Twins. And from a PR standpoint, I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah, talk about betting on yourself, ladies. Like, good luck. Good luck. You still have rant. He'll he'll buy anything you guys do. I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah. 
But yeah, like it's, it's like you know when like Elon bought Twitter and everyone announced they were leaving Twitter and it was just like cool, just just don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's like why are you announcing you're leaving? Just just leave, right? Well, I guess there's. I it was they were they were trying to make a statement out of it from a PR standpoint. But... Yeah, because they because they're like, hey, pay attention to us. And people are just like, oh, I didn't even know you were still at the company. <laughs> yeah, it surprised me too. I was like, I, I get I get the Legends contract, but like, it wouldn't kill. Was like, I don't know. The Bella twins sound so much better than the Garcia twins. I get they want to like own own their names and stuff like that, but. The Bella Twins got them really far <laughs> for a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, dude, the Bella Twins needed need WWE. <laughs> like, I really do think they need WWE. Like, at least Nikki could have just rolled off John Cena. Can't do that anymore. No, she, so, well, she yeah, she married her her partner from Dancer with the Stars, Artem, and had a baby with them too. Maybe well, that might get you a little bit of fame, a little bit of something. But I mean, they, I, I think they have a brand. Like, unless. Well, let me, let me be clear. They have a they, they, they have a bit of a brand. I think a lot of the brand was was being assisted. I mean, they did some stuff in Rome, but a lot of their stuff was with the help of WWE, I feel like. Right, but if they have those partnerships set up, when it comes to media, I think their time in media is probably done. Okay. Right? But, like, if they have a brand, like, you know, like, Rihanna has her, had a clothing brand. She also has a very successful makeup line, too. Fenty. That, that's what I mean. So if the Bella Twins have these brands already set up in their name. Mm-hmm. You know, they can just probably be more famous and make more money off camera and off the public eye and more like, hey, we just, we, we just run this brand now. We're running these companies. We're running these businesses. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And then, 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 then I could see them being good at that. Yeah, right? I mean, they, they have some if it's, stuff If it's out. already established, I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure, I mean, they're rich. I'm sure an accountant was just like, hey, here's, here's what could happen. Here's what your money looks like. And then again, rich people were really stupid and they run banks into the ground. So what the fuck do I know? <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, good luck to them. I'm gonna miss calling them the Bella Twins. I'm probably gonna still call them the Bella I'm still Twins. I'm still calling the Bella Twins. Yeah, yeah. So, what, but this also leads to me to think that maybe Daniel Bryan or Brian Danson is on his way out they as are. well. Yeah. Well, they have no. They, Bella Twins have no heat with AEW. They have heat with WWE. I'm not saying that there's heat because reasons. I don't. I'm not saying that there's heat. I'm just saying like if Bree's trying to leave like the wrestling world, what's stopping Brian from leaving the wrestling world besides his own damn stubbornness? Well, it didn't work the first time. <laughs> That's true. So <laughs> That's very true. We're all like, Brian, you have to retire. Oh, oh I'm going to be okay. Oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> all right, buddy. How about you just go fuck yourself? <laughs> like, real quick. <laughs> you take Birdo and get the fuck out of <laughs> Oh, my God. How are there... I'm surprised there hasn't been, like, any sketch comedy or any, like, TikTok videos about Brigog and Brie Mode at the most inopportune times. Because oh, that is... This is a running joke on this show. They have it when, when, she's, when she's on top of Daniel Bryan. No, but, like, but like, on, like, on, like, an actual content, like, YouTube or, like, TikTok. I'm like, how come somebody hasn't made skits for this? Because I feel like it would be absolutely fucking hysterical. Oh, let's get that AI chatbot to do it. <laughs> Gog and Brie. I hope they can get the Bell Twins voice down. One of, them, <laughs> one of them should be too hard. Hey, John! <laughs> <laughs> Maurice. Yeah. <laughs> Maurice is also underrated in comedy as well. Agreed. And Maurice <laughs> needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, Maurice. And I think the Miz. I think she should go in this year. Yeah, Maurice. Maurice is also underrated for her career uh, for her career achievements. Yeah. So apparently, according to Mr. Peretz, a little bit of breaking news: Taya Valkyrie has showed up on AEW and has confronted Jade Cargill. Jade's still beating Taya Valkyrie. It's fine. 
Uh, but moving on. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. uh, but I don't have a funny the, sounder the, for that. The undefeated, the undefeated Jade train is going to keep rolling because she's money at this point. Uh, but moving on to more WrestleMania matches being booked. Uh, we are getting Hell in a Cell, and I really hope it's not the red Hell in a Cell. But oh, it is. You know it is. It's probably going to be that shitty. You already red... know. Although Triple H is back, so maybe not. <laughs> it's it's going to be that shitty red hell. That's all. I hope. Yeah, I hope. I hope it's. I hope it's blue. Like remember the old blue cage in the nineties? <laughs> yeah. I hope it's just that, just but a hell in a cell with the giant. It's like just square pieces. Yeah. Do you, you know why they? You know why they changed that? You, okay. First off, do you know the last time they used that cage? The blue cage. Yes, the very last time they used the cage. So wait, like the blue cage, not not the black cage, because they were the, the, the blue ca- uh, blue sla- no sorry blue slash black. Okay, so like, that style of cage. That style of cage, like the like the like 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 nineteen eighties early nineties cage. Was it do- into was the it, late nineties? Was it the match after the Big Show debut? Yes. <laughs> yes, the last time they used that cage was Austin versus Vince. Saint Valentine's Day Massacre. Saint Valentine's Day Massacre. And Vince was like, "This cage hurts. Let's change it." <laughs> Vince was like, "This is what this feels like." Uh-uh, pal. We're, ch- we're changing this so fast. Yeah, Vince. It's called a steel cage. You had to make it out of steel, <laughs> not iron. <laughs> So I guess it didn't like Austin whipping his ass for like 20 minutes across the Yeah, Vince like, oh, goddamn, can't see much as hurts. What's it mean? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had a Broken Skull Sessions in a while. It's, it's He's definitely going to have some. He needs some, dude. They're really good. Yeah, they're fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, Finn Bella, Edge. Okay, this is really my point earlier. This is going to be the better match to watch. Yes. That being said, I still wish it was Bobby and Brock in the cage. Bobby and Brock deserves the fight pit. True. It is guess, LA. Like if, you... like if, if they were going to do this in a cage and they, they need a gimmick match for Bobby and Brock, I, I'm, I'm just understanding more why they pushed it off Mania. Okay, I get that because you don't want to be too gimmicky out of Mania. You still want to have yeah, your, your and you don't want to have two two. You don't have two steel cage matches. Yeah, you one cage so it's not one TNA cage lockdown, match. Ricky. Yeah, one cage match per show, please. Yeah, of any kind. Even if it is two nights, so if. If they had to choose between Hell in a Cell with Brock and Bobby and then these two, it makes more sense booking-wise to give it to these two because, this is, one, this is the week of feud. It's the better match, and Finn Balor needs a massive win. Yeah, we're getting we're, – we're definitely getting – this is a Demon Finn. This is a Demon Finn warning. This is definitely Demon Finn versus Brood Edge. That's going to happen. So it also that also makes sense. I mean, you are sacrificing two shitty matches. One of them might not, might not even happen for it. Yeah. But then again, Brock's forever over, and Bobby is, has been in a very good place for the past year or so. Brock Lesnar's just, Brock Lesnar's just having the time of his life. I love it. So it's really funny. Mick Foley came out and talked and was going to give advice to Finn Balor at Hell in a Cell. So he said, he said Finn Balor, here's, your, here's my advice for Hell in a Cell. Study all the past Hell in a Cell matches and don't do anything that you see. Interesting. Uh, don't pin your opponent. <laughs> that counts as every anything. <laughs> don't throw punches. No ref bumps, especially no ref bumps. Yeah, right. Put the chair down, Finn. Rest in oh, peace, Tim. Oh, your finishing Tim. move can't hit that either. Rest shut, in peace, Tim White. Mick. <laughs> Very bad advice there, Mister Foley. Well, you know, well, you ever you heard the story about what Mick says about Hell in a Cell? About how he uh, he lied about going up there. Yeah, you lied. Terry Funk gave him the idea. He's like, it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. It's like, have you been up there? Yeah, I've been up there. And it goes, if I would have told the truth, we would have never been up there. We <laughs> <laughs> never would have been up there. <laughs> yeah, I went up there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's that is probably that is probably the most infamous match in all of wrestling history. Oh, it's dude, I tell you, I say this all the time. It's a calling card of mine. Whenever someone wants to watch wrestling matches, never seen wrestling, I got just the match <laughs> for you. I know exactly where it is in the time card too. <laughs> <laughs> Show oh. stealer spot, baby. <laughs> that was a king of the ring, dude. <laughs> Show stopper. <laughs> that was the king of the ring pay per view <laughs> at the Igloo in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The Triple H one that no one remembers. No one cared. I I didn't know any other matches on the card. Uh, first blood, Austin and Kane, which Mick Foley had a, and Taker had a run in for. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Later that night, the main event, Mick Foley comes out with the chair and eats a stunner. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Taker comes out too, and I think eats a chair shot. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I'm been wild. If they bring back, if they bring back the gray hell in the cell, I'll be really happy. Let's put they that. have to, man. That red one, it's just so hard to see through. Yeah, it's really annoying. It's really annoying. So we'll, we'll see what happens with this. Uh, moving on. Brock and Omos got into the ring uh, on Raw. And I'm actually really excited for this now. God, this picture looks so ridiculous. It, here's the thing. You have to see them when they're standing right next to each other. Omos is every bit of 7-3 and makes Brock look like a fucking child. I believe that. You know, and also Omos palmed Brock's head and threw him out the ring, which was also very scary. What's very interesting about this and this moment, and this is something that should tip you off about how sleeper good this match will be, Brock was selling for Omos. Oh, that is fair. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. so Brock had the choice between Omos and Bray, and he's like, oh, yeah, give me the big guy. Give me, <laughs> give me that big black bastard. Well, I mean, look, if you look at Brock's, if you look back in back in the time, like, look at the Royal Rumble when he, like, when he was, when he knocked out the first half of the, uh, mm-hmm. of the card. Do you remember how excited he got when Keith Lee showed up? Yeah, I do. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's big. He's a big hoss. I mean, to, you, no, yeah. to your point, though, this is, I actually do agree with you. That's a very good point. Yeah. It, it is a sleeper match because if Brock wants to make this match good, he'll make it good. And Brock will, make, and Brock will, will help make this, this guy. And, and the fact that Brock is selling for him during this, during this little segment means that Brock, I think, believes in this match, which is a great sign. I think Brock buries the <laughs> fuck out of him, though. Really? Yeah. It doesn't, I, I don't know. Why, I think Brock why, wins. Why have almost win? I think Brock wins, but barely. I think that's I mean, how they both win. I mean, Brock is going into a uh, still going into a match with Bobby Lashley, so mm-hmm. give him the W. And Omos hasn't won a match of relevance since. I, I this is one of those things where I think Omos wins in a loss if he can just seem formidable to Brock, and this is all going to be this whole match is going to really depend on yeah. <laughs> This whole match is really going to depend on how well Brock sells. Because if Brock sells, it becomes a really, really interesting match. Like, for instance, look when Brock went up against AJ Styles. And, he made, yeah. and AJ Styles was already a made man in all of pro wrestling. But that, that, match, match that match was unbelievable based on solely the fact that Brock was selling his ass off. Brock made you believe. Yeah, he, Brock made you believe. When when AJ hit that calf hit that calf crusher on Brock, I was like, "Holy shit, he's gonna make Brock tap out." I would I was totally sold. 
And the phenomenal forearm right into the F5. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, oh, yeah, I forgot. It's Brock fucking Lesnar. Uh, I just want Brock to hit an RKO. That's all I, I just want to see. I just want Brock Lesnar to hit an RKO on someone just once. <laughs> just out of nowhere. <laughs> pop off. <laughs> or have, like, confetti pop out of her head, like a Halo, like Halo headshot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Headshot. Double. <laughs> yeah no that's remain so i'm 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 interested in this now after looking at that segment uh moving on dominic has said some shit to ray since getting into the hall of fame he's like you don't deserve it you're a deadbeat dom have one of the gr- had a great privileged rich kid line he's like you didn't even you got me a mercedes Ben's for my birthday. <laughs> it wasn't even a B. Be- he goes, you didn't get me a Beamer. It wasn't even the M3. <laughs> like, fucking asshole. Yeah, people at home are like, what the fuck, fuck is he talking about? What is an M3? <laughs> yeah, he, he said on SmackDown, I should have been born Eddie's kid. Well, he was. <laughs> he just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, we had a match over it. <laughs> So, yeah, and this is every time Ray has come out, because Ray came out on Raw, Ray came out on SmackDown, obviously to get some of his acknowledgement for being the Hall of Fame headliner, and Dom always interrupts him before Ray can get a word out. I love it. And the best part of it is Ray will not hit his own flesh and blood, which is very Undertaker and Kane vibes, mm. but he has yet to lay a hand on Dominic. When is this match get announced? It's got to be within the next two weeks. So, like, Dom's got to bring out his sister or his mother, right? And start smacking one of them around. Or Angie will beat his ass. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Aaliyah. I'm going to feed her the priest. Oh, my <laughs> God. Right, if he just goes, Dad, I'm going to send that bitch to communion. <laughs> I think we'd all get it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's, I think this leads which would not be a surprise to anybody at this point in time, in my thing. I think Dom... Cha- well, Dom has already challenged Ray to WrestleMania. Ray has said no. Mm-hmm. Something's got to change. And I think Dom... I think it's a... It's, I think Dom challenges Ray, and Ray puts his career on the line. Which could be a surprise Ray retirement match. It could be. I was thinking that, too, but like, how do you get there? How do you get from Ray going... I don't want this match to. I'm gonna put my career on the line. Um, like I, don't, he, I, don't I think you said you gotta put you gotta get the family involved. I think he has to make some sort of threat to either Angie, his wife, or unless Aaliyah, it's loser daughter. leaves town. Loser leaves town could also work because like Ray would be like because like what's what's in it for Ray to put his career on the line if not Dom's career? I like loser leaves. I think loser, loser leaves loser leaves town makes more sense. I think loser leaves would be good. Because therefore, Ray can lose. He loses in front of his, essentially his hometown. Mm-hmm. As close as it can be. He gets retired by his son, which... It's poetic. That sounds, like the per- that sounds like the perfect way to go out. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds perfectly fine to me. He passes the torch to Dom. Dom's already doing great work, which surprises the hell out of me. <laughs> Every single day. He hasn't wrestled, though. That's the only thing. He wrestled on Raw. Oh, that's good for him. Yeah. But listen, it's it's not even a matter of he's wrestling. He's got his character down right now. Character is down, but sometimes you get the character down and then the bell rings. Or if in Bray Wyatt's case, the bell doesn't even get the ring. 
<laughs> yeah, but I think the fact that he would the match against the match against his father is going to be a showcase of what he can do. I can't I, I, I can only imagine the amount of times these guys have got into the ring with no cameras around and just went like did, did some crazy shit. Probably. So again, another this is gonna be another great match. It should this match should happen on Sunday. Do not do not do this on Saturday. Do make it co main. Bug it. <laughs> it's either Komein or Show Stealer. Well, does the Hall of Fame class come out the first night, second night, or both? Both. Uh, they did in both. That, in that case, I guess Ray's entrance is just going to be from the Hall of Fame. He's comes out in his gear. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it had to be night two. I think Ray deserves night it night one, two. Night one, Dom attacks him when he's on the stage. There you go. There you go. Oh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there you go. You know what I got to do? They got to do the dart. Off, off the big LEDs like like Kevin Nash did. <laughs> it depends on how that stage is set up because again, one of the biggest things is what is the WrestleMania stage going to look like, and they yeah. and they got a lot to play with in that stadium. They do. They got a lot to play with in that stadium. It's going to be very exciting to see that stage design. Uh, moving on. All right. So who do you got here? This is actually going to be uh, one of our questions and or our polls on our on our show uh, in Spotify. If you check it out. So. It was a fatal five-way for the IC title, and Drew and Sheamus got the victory simultaneously. God damn it. And so, <laughs> <laughs> this is just to waste time, clearly, um, because you got to lead up to this. And so, there is going to be a singles match, Drew versus Sheamus on SmackDown. The winner faces Gunther at WrestleMania. Who do you want to win to face Gunther at WrestleMania? I don't know, but I'll tell you who loses. Um... I think it's going to be a triple threat, by the way. But I'll tell you who loses right now. It's Gunther. Um, hmm. you Gunther think, so you think, so your fans will say it's going to be a triple threat at Mania? Yes, but Gunther is not in, not involved in his own feud at WrestleMania. He's just not the focus right now. It's like, dude, we're two weeks out, and like, what's Gunther doing? So in, in the... Um... In the segment after this, after this double victory, I was like, "Fucking Christ, guys!" Uh, Gunther shows up to Adam Pierce's faux office and is like, "Listen, I need a competitor." He's like, "I know." He goes, "I know English isn't my first language, but I need a competitor." Do you see that? No plural competitor for WrestleMania. I need a storyline. <laughs> Give me a storyline. I am not involved in this Drew McIntyre Sheamus storyline. So I mean. In my opinion, after what the fuck we saw at Clash at the Castle, you better give us the fucking Sheamus. I agree, but then what does Drew do? Drew goes up against Bobby again. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I mean, like, you, you, both of these guys deserve to be on the card. Just make it a triple threat. That's what I would do. I, I think it makes the most sense. I don't want the triple threat because I, I was under the notion, especially what you said last week, that Gunther deserves a singles match. He does. But unfortunately, Sheamus deserves a WrestleMania match, and so does Drew. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem is the, the story of the triple threat match is going to be Sheamus and Drew going at each other and Walter getting the win in the back door. Or maybe he just pins both of them. Maybe he does a Roman Reigns and stacks them both. That would be pretty cool. But, like... That's what, that's what I mean. No matter what happens, I think even I think Gunther's going to keep the title at WrestleMania regardless. I think he should keep the title at WrestleMania. But he's not like 
involved. The story isn't about him or his title. It's between Sheamus and Drew. Which I think that's the reason they're doing this match this week, so you can resolve that story and do a fast build. And but I then th- the following week is the go-home show, which is just WrestleMania uh, SmackDown. This is what leads to me thinking it's going to be Sheamus because there's already a story built where you don't have to start from, start from scratch with, um, with Drew. I mean, to Charles's point, though, Sheamus could win and Gunther could just go straight on to Cody. I, I need I need Gunther to have I mean Gunther's had some great wins as the IC champ. I don't need him to have more wins as the IC champ. Yeah, I think Gunther's fine as is. I mean He's been good. He's been he's been spotlighted great. His Royal Rumble performance against Cody as the final two was fantastic as well. Like he needs, he needs to put some muscle on though. It's kind of like a rectangle. No, he's perfectly fine. Remember how big he was before? No, no, he was fat. I said muscle. He lost the weight, but now he has to put on the muscle. He'll he'll get there, but he is still a menacing presence. And those slaps still hurt. Again, relook at Clash of the Castle. He's just, he's just lanky. Flat. Which, which, by the it's way, weird. the Clash of the Castle set is also a set in WWE 2K23. That's awesome. It is, and it also looks fantastic, too. The castle's on the top of the uh, of the arena, too. Jesus Christ, how much does this fucking game move by right now? <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Uh, let's move on some AEW news. And just, just got announced before we went live on air. Forbidden Doors back, Will, and it's not in Chicago. No, that's a plus. It's in, it's in Toronto. It's in Toronto. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's part. Oh, it's not even a release yet. Coming March seventeenth, motherfucker. Well, yeah, if you pre-ordered it, well, March seventeenth is in two days. Well, I know, but I don't yeah. pre-order things. It's a principle. Whatever. You don't want to get Bad Bunny as your pre-order. No, Bonus. I can just create Bad Bunny. I can go to YouTube and you can find just a have Bad Bunny already in the game. Yeah, but I cost extra money. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so AEW came out today, like I said before the show, that they're going to do Forbidden Door Two in Toronto at the Scotia Bank Center, I believe, formerly the American Airlines Arena. Or whatever it was. No, the Air Canada Center. Sorry, the Air Canada Center. Yeah, yeah, the American Airlines. In Sorry, Canada. my fault. Yes, it's the Air Canada Center. The American Airlines Arena is in Dallas. My apologies, all Canadians that are watching and are listening, especially Fretz. Um, so it's going to be part. Yeah, it's going to be part of what they're calling the six-show summer Canadian tour, which begins with Forbidden Door Two in Toronto. Then Wednesday is going to be Dynamite from the first Ontario Center in Hamilton, Ontario. That next Wednesday is going to be Dynamite and Rampage from the Rogers Place in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. The Wednesday after that, again, is another Dynamite in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Uh, That Friday is going to be Rampage from Regina, Saskatchewan. And then Saturday, July 15th, they finish their six-show Canadian tour, which is going to be known as AEW House Rules, which is a great name for their house shows if they start doing house shows like that. AEW House Rules, which is going to be live in the Saddle Dome <laughs> as part of Canada's iconic annual cultural event, which I did not know this was a thing, called Canadian Stampede in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So apparently Canadian Stampede is not just only an in-your-house, it's an actual thing in Canada. Which, well, I, I figured. I didn't, I didn't fucking think, know. I, th- I figured Vince would take a name from something Canadian. Like, Canadian <laughs> Stampedes, you know, they could, have had, they could have had something more clever for their pay-per-view, but no, it's an actual thing. French, you really got to let me know what this Canadian Stampede thing is all about, or any other can- Canadians that I know. What what the fuck is Canadian Stampede? Like, what is it really? Not the they pay-per-view. They all fight to get syrup out of trees. You know, is there, <laughs> like, how many sharpshooters are used at this Canadian Stampede? Mm. <laughs> no. Is it like you got to pin a tail on the Brock? <laughs> this is, is Lance Storm the serious person like that starts off every day of Canadian Stampede? If you can be serious, like tell me. Oh no 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 no! It's when they all chased Trudeau out of the Capitol because he did blackface like six times. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jaquan says you don't have an orgy of Tim Hortons. Listen, don't you desecrate Timmy Hortons. You have an orgy behind Tim Hortons. Don't you desecrate Timmy Hortons, Taquan. That's a great place. That's pretty good, TQ. That is a great place, Taquan. Moving on from Videndor. Oh, and one of the quickest reigns ever. Uh, Hobbs cast in his Sonic ring last week on AW Dynamite and beat Wardlow for the TNT title. So, yeah. Is it the TNT or the All-Atlantic Continental one? No, this is the TNT. This is the TNT. Ah, this one means even less. (laughs) This is the TNT. This is the one that they they couldn't figure out the right design for. It's already had, like, three different designs. That TNT title. It's the TNBST. (laughs) Yeah. Live on NBA (laughs) Thursday title. They should have the NBA on TNT title. That should be the next one. Is this Shaq and is this Shaq and Charles Barkley? Exactly. Just studio. <laughs> Kenny's the ref. Ernie Johnson's just trying to hold it together. Larry Bird comes in. He's like, Ugh, and he just leaves. <laughs> that's the next title for that's the next title for AEW. Congratulations to Hobbs. You're doing, they're doing something with you. Uh, here's another interesting thing. So here's what I've discovered after watching uh, their latest uh, Revolution and semi following this up. Because what you, what I found is that AEW actually has a text transcript of the key moments of all of their dynamites on their website. Interesting. So it is very interesting. Uh, and so it's a good read if you don't want to watch the show. So I'll be doing that a lot more than trying to watch the show. So Paige has turned heel, surprise, surprise, along with Tony Storm and uh, Ruby Soho, formerly known as Ruby Riot, um, formerly known as Heidi Lovelace when she was an independent talent. And they have formed a faction that's very reminiscent of a prominent faction of the 90s and early 2000s where they are going around beating people up their whole thing is like green and black though they're going around beating people up and spray painting them sound familiar i think japan did it <laughs> yes yes japan <laughs> japan did do it bischoff stole the idea from japan brought it over to wcw uh but they're not calling themselves they're not calling themselves the outsiders they've pretty much been calling themselves the outcast not with a K, with a C. Not dude, like the I, I, dude, I really hope this is a rib on Eric Bischoff because <laughs> Bischoff like dunks on AEW and hates Tony Khan's. He gives them so much shit. So if I was Tony Khan, back, you know what? I got an idea. Ladies, <laughs> bitch, bitch, bitches, come here. Come here. <laughs> Take part in my pettiness, please. Here's $2 million. Go. <laughs> so Ruby Soho is the, is the newest member of the Outcast. Uh, she had an interview with Renee Paquette, formerly known as Renee Young. Uh, so in the, stupid. So fucking in the stupid. Room. And so, uh, so here's what Ruby, Ruby Soho said. She said this, and I quote, this is from AEW's official website, which again, like I said, has transcripts of their key moments of every Dynamite and Rampage, which is a good read if you don't want to watch the program. Uh, She said, I mean, I think it's obvious. I I don't think it should come as a surprise to anyone. You all created this monster. Let's run it back real quick, Renee. My first title match was at Grand Slam against Britt Baker. When she beat me, these people were thrilled. Were you thrilled at Grand Slam when, when Britt Baker beat Ruby Soho? Oh, yeah. Okay. Big fan of Britt. <laughs> she then says, so let's fast forward to the semifinals of the Owen Hart Cup when I face Chris Statlander. By the way, where the fuck is Chris Statlander? Isn't she, like, on Mars with Elon, like, making the RX2 D2 squared for as his eighth kid? Sure. Okay, we'll say that. Anyway, she says, so let's fast forward to the semifinals of the Owen Hart Cup when I face Chris Statlander in the semifinals. She's the alien, right? That's her gimmick? She's the alien, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> She's the alien from Long Island. Um... 
that or her and Johnny Hungy are getting hitched, <laughs> and they're getting they're getting made out of Tim Hortons. <laughs> She goes, when I faced Chris Statlander in the semifinals and I was booed out of the ring, then I was booed against Jamie Hayter, which everybody's going to boo you. It's Jamie Hayter. You can't hate Jamie Hayter. Um, no one in AEW was ever going to appreciate me. That was pretty obvious from the start, Ruby. But I'm the only one, because I'm not the only one. Tony Storm came here and she wasn't appreciated. And everyone begs Soraya to come out of retirement, and she goes, and all she goes, and all you fat mouth breathing trolls came out here, came at her at a moment's notice. That's what we do. Um, she says we've been outcasts since the day we came to AEW. We can't build on bro- on a broken foundation, that's for sure. We can only start anew. The broken foundation are the entitled rookies in the back. Speaking of entitled rookies, let's bring out my opponent, another homegrown known as Sky Blue. Which meant she went to beat Sky Blue, and then they spray painted her. So that's that. That is the story of the outcast at the moment. I don't know, Ruby. Do you ever think maybe just weren't that good? <laughs> She was doing. She was well, doing be, well I'm in gonna, WWE. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be fair to her, yeah, uh, because she can be that good. She can. She had. She can, I she think she had a good thing Ruby going. Specifically, Tony Storm is a big enemy, and God damn it, Paige, you're a fucking legend. Um, <laughs> yeah. Stick sticking to Ruby. Yeah. She's not better than what the rest of the roster has to offer. So it's not okay. that you weren't given opportunities or. You know, you were overlooked. It's just you weren't as good as the other people who deserve to be on TV more because they're better. I think she has an advantage on the mic, which make which makes her stick out. In con- well, in comparison, to, in comparison to the rest of in, the in, roster, in comparison yeah. to the rest of the women's roster, sure. Yeah. I, I, I think, all, I think that green. is what her only advantage is in comparison. Yeah, her her promos in WWE were bad because because she was getting better. I think she was. I feel like she was hitting a stride. I blame the creative. I blame the creative and like like Ruby. Ruby's someone who's not good scripted. I think, or like over scripted. Mm, Okay, I see what you mean. I think Ruby would do a lot better with his bullet points and a few sentences and key points he got to hit. Yeah. Right, but like I just I think she's better off the cuff. Like, cause remember she did that promo with Natty and like Jimmy Anvil was like always on like the, the, the the the. the table, right? Oh, yeah, it was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And she was, like, leaning down and always talking like this because I'm bad. And it just just didn't feel real. Like, I I can picture this promo as you're reading it, like her saying it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, naturally. I remember, um, I remember she wasn't good at promos. I remember calling her Twinkle Toes in NXT because she had, like, a triple threat at, like, TakeOver Orlando. I was like, wow, she's really struggling right now but i did see her like when the riot squad was the riot squad and Liv morgan had the blue the blue tongue all the time she was the mouthpiece of that faction they were hitting a stride for a little bit and then wwe released them all you know yeah i think i think same thing within that point in wwe it's like listen they weren't bad no they weren't they they had potential it's just there were other people in the roster who were better or valued more they obviously kept Liv. like if the riot squad really wanted to work sending those bitches to tna they would have done great on tna mm-hmm. but aw roster stacked in that point in wwe like, i think they if the riot squad really came stacked. back now they'd probably be a lot better because a little more established especially their stops are a little bit more seasoned yeah yeah and i think they they could actually have something to fight for so i think they'd be playing better in wwe now i think there could be some room for them but Sometimes you're just not that good. Yeah. Well, you're not good enough. 
I think, I mean, she could have something here. It's going to be hard for them to do stuff. I mean, luckily for them, they have a lot of moving targets to go for because uh, it's one thing, like I said, AEW has over WWE, especially in the women's division, is they have multiple titles to fight for. Because I don't count the women's tag. And it's one of those things where it's hard, and I, I always harp back to this at least one or two times a month. Um, it's hard to develop other talent when you don't have a mid-card and everybody's fighting for one major title. That one major title is held by like three or four people consistently. Yes, and you're that never is gonna problem number one. You're never going to break that a lot but of In time. WWE specifically, problem number two is... I feel like the writing staff doesn't know how to tell stories that For don't women. involve a title. For women. Yeah. Like, they cannot, like, there is no, there is no Edge, Finn Balor, blood feud in a Hell in a Cell for the women that does not involve a title. I agree. The closest thing it got is Becky and Ronda. But even when we say, even when we as fans mention that match, we always say the words for the title. Yeah, because I was I was gonna say I was like, oh, what about you know that Naya and Alexa Bliss? But that was also for a title. For the title. Yeah. Like they just they cannot they don't and I don't know why that is that that could be probably be like listen, they more female writers to kind of you know tell a story from a female's perspective. Which is funny because the, the the I think the most prominent female writer that I knew about or that revealed herself after she got released was the run that wrote the Otis and Mandy love love uh, story, which is a great yeah. story by the way. Which was which was for a time. <laughs> Really, because he had the he had the he had the money in the bank. It was like, oh yeah, Ooh, my <laughs> like, peach, yeah. It was, it was just it was it was wrestling, just enough stupid. I mean, listen, Otis is doing great right now. As oh my god, um, I, I saw you have, it. You, did you I saw it? You saw I saw it? the picture. I saw the picture. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> this is it. This is the Otis we know and love. The best part is that Chad couldn't find him, so he went around all of Raw with missing Otis, and then that's he, really funny. And then they found him doing a photo shoot. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I do agree that I think WWE needs more. Like, female can, can you can you can you name one West women's feud without the title? Without the title, that was like memorable and like, oh shit, I really want to see that. The only one that comes to mind, um, and this one still has an asterisk to it. The only one that comes to mind was NXT Charlotte. Versus Natty, but that still had Rick and Bret Hart involved, and that led to the first title. Oh fuck yeah, that was a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yes, I I see your point, but the finish line was a surprise. You're getting a title, yeah. So like yeah. WWE knew that, we just didn't know that. Yeah, fuck, I totally forgot about that. That is that is that is almost <laughs> a really good pick. Yeah, I, I you're right. I don't I can't really name one off the top of my head. But if you want really good women's feuds, you can name like Becky, you know, Sasha Bailey, forever. But they, they a lot of those times they had titles involved. But Sasha not, Charlotte, yeah. all of them had a title involved. Title involved. That was title back and forth for like a whole fall. Yeah. You know, um, it's that they just, they just don't have them. And I'm I'm normally yeah. not the whole diversity person for the sake of diversity, but in this instance, it's like, yeah, it's it's hard for me to write. It would be hard for me to write for women. I'm kind of a writer. Like it is, it is something yeah. hard. But when it comes to art, I think diversity is very very important. Yeah, because you know, artists 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 look at different from different perspectives and different backgrounds and stuff. Yeah, you know, and yeah, I think they need more female writers across the board, even in AEW. Across the board, needs to be more females writing for wrestling, and there are there's there's females who do fan fiction for wrestling. Some of it's a lot of smuts, but some of it is actually. 
Some of it's really good. Almost all of it is smug. I'm here for it. Some of it is really good. People like it. I'm glad they fight it. <laughs> like, obviously, it's going to be smut. Like, I expect it to be smut. I don't mean that as a dig. I mean that as, like, duh. <laughs> but some of it is really good. Hey, it's still good. writing. Some of it's still writing. You think WWE's on plenty of smut in their time? <laughs> like, fucking corpse. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll, we'll see what happens with that, and I'll I'll be following this line to see and see how much NWO will go. I really hope they start like making like their own logo that's like NWOS and just start spray painting it on people. I don't know what they would call themselves, but who knows? Uh, moving on to AW, uh, Ricky Starks has a pretty good feud, which is going to lead to Forbidden Door because Juice Robinson showed up and laid him out. Juice? Oh, that's Moose. No, that's Moose. That uh, which Moose. one? That's Juice. I always I don't know why, dude. I did this with Kenny Omega too. I always think Juice Robinson's black. He is, I think. I think it's mixed. Like, I don't know why, but when I know a name, but I know I, when I know a wrestler's name from like Japan or on the Indies, <laughs> but don't know what they look like, I just assume they kind of look like Kenny King. All right, so you like, you know he wasn't always Juice Robinson. He was remember he was and he was an NXT and he was the environmentalist. No, that was him. Who he was him? We met him at uh, in New Orleans really quickly. He, we did? Yeah. It was before he became, like, essentially the Velveteen Dream of Japan. Um, but what was his name I or initially when he was in NXT? He's also a member of the Bullet Club. You know that faction that no one cares about anymore after Kenny and Yeah, the no, Bucks. I know that. I, I know who he is, kind of. I just don't know what he looks like. Oh, he's, he's, he's CJ Parker. He, I just assumed he kind Oh, that's who he was. Yeah, and his wife is Tony Storm. Oh, good for him. <laughs> yeah, they got married last year. But, yeah, it's CJ yeah. Parker. Okay. Yeah, CJ Parker, he reinvented himself after he got released from NXT, went on to become Juice Robinson, the Velveteen Dream of Japan, essentially. Yeah, I, I just assumed he looked like some version of Kenny King. Well, when you remembered when you remembered seeing him, he had dreads. Yeah, no, can you say CJ Parker? I remember yeah, dreads. Yeah, he had dreads. Yeah. So now he's, I think he's a mixed kid. I totally believe he's a mixed kid. But he's a member of Bullet Club because that's apparently still a thing, even though Bullet Club is dead. Um, but he but he is still a prominent name um, on the on the indies. And with Forbidden Door coming up, this is a perfect thing for Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks is a fucking star. I'll, I'll put it that way. He is a fucking star. I'm sold on Ricky Starks. So... I, I really am. I mean, William Regal's right for trying to chase him down wherever he went. So, so it is fucking great. Juice Robinson, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His name's Juice. Come on, give me a break here. Listen. <laughs> isn't, isn't there a guy in the Jets named Juice? <laughs> no, there's not. No. There's nobody on the Jets named Juice. Yeah, there's no one on the Jets named Juice. Isn't it the the first pick last year? Was it was it Sandwich or something? He had a funny, he had like a nickname. Yeah, it's, like not juice juice. it's not Juice. It's not um, Juice. Oh, I can see. I can. I, uh, sauce. It's Sauce. Sauce. It's Sauce, sauce Gardner. Phenom- phenomenal. <laughs> it's excellent. <laughs> yeah, it's Sauce You're Gardner. Excellent. It's Sauce Gardner. He's the one who, when they beat the Packers in, uh, in Lambeau, he stole a cheese head from a fan <laughs> and, and ran off with it. <laughs> but that's I'll talk about that and yeah, actually no I, I have a great I have a great post show question for you so this is a preview for everybody um post show discussion Ricky why does no one want Lamar Jackson 
Huh, that is a good one. Okay. Save it. Yeah, yeah. Save it. <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. Moving on to our final topic. Uh, <laughs> the first ever defense of the AEW International Championship <laughs> <laughs> is tonight. <laughs> 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 And it featured current All-Atlantic champion Orange Cassidy. This is bullshit, man! Versus Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I hate everything about this graphic. Like, why are the American flags there? There's more than one. America's not even a continent. <laughs> Oh my God! I I what's this title called? It's the international title because as Tony Khan the international said, title as Tony Khan so yeah, said, they, so they have only have one one country mentioned in the graphic. <laughs> yeah, and if you look behind, I think they changed the flags on the international title. But as Tony Khan said, they're leveling up the Atlantic, the All Atlantic Championship. I wonder why Tony. Maybe because it was a dumb fucking name. In the first Ray Mysterio. Who boos Ray Mysterio? Oh my God! So apparently, Orange Cassidy won at the time of this recording, and he beat Jeff. Thank Jeff. God! Talk about juice! It's <laughs> <laughs> the Orange Punch. It's it's true. I forgot his finish is the Orange Punch. <laughs> Which, first of all, they should have called it the Baja Blast. That's the first mistake. The Orange Punch is better. Baja, there's no orange in Baja. I know, but still, it would have been hilarious. <laughs> he was been. He was. You know what Orange Cassidy would have said to that? So. That's it. <laughs> Issue over. Yeah, I mean, you got to do something with this title because Orange Cast is not doing anything but just holding this literally in like a fucking backpack. Yeah, I still want his T-shirt of him on his own T-shirt. That is a great T-shirt he had on the Indies. It's such a great T-shirt. I got to go find it. I got to go find it. <laughs> that is a great Orange Cassidy T-shirt, but the international title... Uh, is is now a thing. The rest in peace. The All Atlantic Championship. In a couple of months, this will change. So, what is going to be? Here's my here's my question to end up the show. What is going to be the new name of the International Championship in three months' time? Oh, the Continental Champion. <laughs> the Outer Continental. <laughs> the Outer Continental. Champion. No, the Outer. O U T E R. The Outer Continental. <laughs> the Outer Continental. I'm going to go with the Denny's Continental Championship. The Denny's Continental, Continental Championship. Championship. Yeah. Um, oh, the, oh, Cocaine Stain. The Cocaine Stain title. <laughs> the, the, the con? Call it the, the con. The, the, the con. <laughs> the Wrath of Con, dude. <laughs> the Wrath of Con. The Con Championship. Oh, my God. I just... Here's a shit. It's such a waste of a nice looking title too. Like AEW really did find a figure out like their designs for their titles, and they look fantastic. There's just too many of them. The Orange Cassie yearbook photo shirt is also pretty funny. Is it really? It's just it's just it's just him with his shades in a yearbook photo with his denim jacket (laughs) and black and white. It really it really is. It's like do I really want to wear the shirt with some dude on my chest? Like it's kind of weird. The answer is absolutely yes, you do. But it's a phenomenal shirt. (laughs) It's such a good shirt. The answer is yes, you do. So the AEW International title, which will soon become, um, they should just call it like, I don't even know. It should come up with a new title name every three months, just to keep people guessing. Oh, no. It should, be, should. A, it should be a running shtick. It absolutely should not. Listen, this is a better named title than the titles after television stations. Okay, let's just put it that way. It's definitely an upgrade. <laughs> they upgraded the wrong title. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
Oh my god, if they call themselves the TNT Championship but are no longer on TNT. It's just so fucking funny. So fucking funny. But such the AEW South American title. Good one, Frats. I love it. The South American title and still have the flag of Japan on it for no fucking reason. <laughs> the all Pacific title. You're just naming regions of the world, Frats. Uh the Antarctic title. He only dis- he has to cross check uh Pelicans, not pelicans, penguins. <laughs> you put penguins instead of flags on the title? Does <laughs> <laughs> the sound penguins make? <laughs> I think so. Who knows? Oh, this is a ridiculous t shirt. That's what? really funny, though. I don't, even, I don't even know how to describe it. Send it to me. Send me a link it, or something. It, there's, there's kind of boobies on it. Kind of boobies on it. Kind of boobies. Kind of boobies. That's a great way to end the show. Kind of boobies on this. Which is great. Anywho, folks, that's all we have. The all, oh, perfect, perfect. The all immigration title. Good one to Quan. I think we have a winner. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the all immigration. I, I put it in the cord. The all immigration title. Back. Everyone's going to be really confused as to why. Uh, kind of boobies is on there. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this? Oh, all my friends are playing putt party. Well, oh my, hold on. These guys are going. Oh, did Statlander come back, Fretz? I don't know. Our Discord has been popping off this entire time. So I need to catch up on this when I come Yeah, I, back. I had to close it because the beeps were getting a little annoying. Yeah, I had to catch up on that coming, one. I, don't, I didn't know if they were coming through on the recording. No, they were. I did not hear anything at all, so you're good to go. Anyway, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go to the post show. We can talk about Lamar Jackson there. All right. Oh, yeah. Also, okay. we're not. I'm going to be not really being a solo act next week. Just heads up. Lil's not going to be here next week. Yeah, I'm not here next week, sorry. Yeah, but I do have a special guest, and let me tell you, they enjoy John Moxley, and they might also be from Cincinnati. Those are your hints, and that's the only hint you're going to get. It's the bronze kneecap. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's what I'm calling it next week. I'm calling it the bronze kneecap. (laughs) The bronze kneecap. Okay. No one's going to have an idea why it's going to be that, but it's going to be great. Holy shit. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 332B Eyes, because lo and behold, it's the Eyes of March for all you people that ever uh, read Shakespeare and the, and the play of Julius Caesar. I am your host, not Julius Caesar. Good, because I didn't get backstabbed by my friends, although that's what I... Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's the lie, but I'm going to tell you right now. I have been your host, King Ricky Rosé. Uh, you can formally find me because I'm no longer there. Or not no longer. I'm temporarily on hold from social media. Still? At Ambassador Biggs. B-I-G-Z not Ambassador Ricky. Biggs. Ricky. I'm not. I am not. I'm <laughs> not growing up. I am a Toys R Us kid. Find Kings of the Rings podcast at K-O-T-R underscore podcast. Like, share, subscribe. Um, across all social media outlets. If you're listening to us, please make sure you're listening to us uh, by subscribing to Wrestle Addict Radio, the Cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast, and follow Wrestle Addict Radio at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio everywhere else on social media. Links to all of our stuff are in the description below. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, please make sure to interact with our polls uh, and our questions at for all of our episodes. Will Tarashak, who's going to be taking a break finally uh, from the show next week. How are you? I'm sure I could swing it. It's only Jazz's birthday. We'll see what happens. I'll, I'll, I'll swoon her. I'll swoon her this week and see what happens. I'm glad you finally learned what swoon means. Yeah, well, I, I, we had to go over it early in the show. But my name is Will Tarashuk. T is in Thomas. A-R-A-S-H-U-K. I don't know if you guys heard this or not, but banks aren't real and uh, money's all fake. So uh, we talked about that on the Talking Tarashuk podcast this week. I had chief strategist from an interactive broker, Steve Sosnick, on the podcast explaining exactly what happened with um, Silicon Valley Bank. 
and a lot of response is going to be interesting and a lot of uncharted waters. So that's going to be fun. Um, yeah. Yay, Enjoy all that. Yay, oh, also, my, my, I crossed 100,000 views I'm on YouTube, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, Thank you, nice, everybody. Nice. We crossed 5,000 downloads the other week, which is good for us. Yay, good for us. We're getting some win. <laughs> oh, my God. Charles just wins. AW's new title will be called the Snick Championship. And on that note, folks, we are going to get out of here. <laughs> Wait, I don't get it. Snick? Oh, my God. I'm you are so, oh, you are so young. Anywho, we are going to get out of here. I'll explain to Will what Snick is on the post-show uh, as he takes a little bit of a vacation. But I'll be back next week with a very special guest host from Cincinnati. So until then, goodbye, good night. I will see you next week. Will won't. And uh, hey, you want to talk about eight, eight inches? <laughs> I know. Hey, yo. Yeah, and fuck you, Slack. <laughs>